Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now up to, to bat, Brett Boone. Welcome to the Boone Podcast. I'm Brett Boone, and today on the program, we're joined by a Boone Podcast alumni, the seven-time All-Star, two-time batting champ. He's a Hall of Famer. He's one of my best friends in the game. Ladies and gentlemen, Edgar Martinez. Edgar, thanks for coming on the program again. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to it. God, it was great catching up. It's always great catching up uh, when we get to spend a little time together in Seattle. Didn't get to spend that much time, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, Hall of Fame weekend. You going? Uh, yes. Actually, it will be fun to uh, to be there and uh, you know, see all the activities. I'm looking forward to it. Hall of Fame weekend. Uh, for those of you just listening to the Boone podcast, Edgar was inducted in, in 2019. Um, this year, it's Freddie McGriff. It's Scott Rowland. Uh, this is your fourth now as a veteran of the Hall of Fame. Uh, what's what's Explain to the audience, you went through it. You didn't get in on a first ballot. Uh, you went through a long grind to get in. Freddie McGriff's waited a long time for this. Give me a little insight on what Freddie's going through and what he can expect this weekend. Yeah, you know, when when you wait um, 10 years, it's, you know, it's a lot of ups and downs, and uh, it's a lot of uh, arguments about it. Why you, sh- you, you, can't, you should be in the Hall of Fame, why not? In my case, was about the DH, uh, and uh, you know sometimes you see the numbers one year and they going up, and you go it's like, oh man, uh, I have a chance. And one year, two years later, they go back down, and you lose hope. Uh, so it's a roller coaster when you wait that long, and um, you know when finally you get the. Uh, the call that you made the Hall of Fame is, uh, you know, you remember all those years, you know, all the way back playing Little Leagues, all the people that help you along the way, um, and uh, all the uh, all the ups and downs. So it can be at, at a little emotional at times. So this, you know, this time where he gets to the uh, Hall of Fame, to Cooperstown, uh, he's gonna have a lot to do, so his mind won't be able to, you know, to think to, uh, leading uh, to to the day that they have the the induction. But um, you know, it, it's gonna be uh, emotional at times, and a lot of satisfaction. You know, we played this game for a long time. You know, since we we're little and have dreams and. And uh, when you make it to the top, to that level, which is, you know, the best players are in the uh, in Cooperstown, you go like, how that happened? How come I'm here? So very emotional, but uh, a lot of satisfaction also. Yeah, and I don't want to take anything away from Scotty Rowland. You know, he's going to the Hall of Fame too. But I, I just think that you could relate a little more with Freddie. And and you waited ten years. Freddie's waited like. 20 <laughs> you know he, he said like double double the time and yeah. uh we, we we both played against freddie and what a great player 
almost 500 yeah. home runs, and it's a long time coming. One of the great guys in the game, and it's going to be cool uh, watching him finally get his due. Um, what was it like for you walked into your first Hall of Fame dinner as a rookie? Now you're a salty veteran, but <laughs> did, did it compare anything like uh, being a rookie in the big leagues as a player that first time in when you got all the guys that have been in the hall that you've watched it and probably watched them do a <laughs> lot of their speeches? You walk into that first first dinner. What was it like being a rookie all over again? <clears throat> it does feel like that. Um, you know, they have sections like let's say uh 300 3000 heat table the 600 home runs table and, and the, <laughs> right so you are uh in between the best players in the game uh and it's like being a rookie but you look around and it's like i mean when i was there it was like all the the big names uh reggie jackson's um uh, uh you name it paul molitor uh and uh hang aaron it, it was incredible and uh uh it, it does feel like you're a rookie and but at the same time it makes you feel like yeah i can't believe i'm here so it's i remember i remember talking to you leading up to your induction and and the grind of having to having to put that speech together and to go up in front of you know we talked about it last time you're on the podcast I've only been to Cooperstown once, but I saw it. And when I was watching on TV, I always thought, oh, you know, there's a few people on the grassy, grassy knoll uh, in Cooperstown. And then I got there and I watched it. I'm going, it's like a sea of people all the way up the hill. It's way more. It does. For those of you listening, listening and watching the Boom podcast right now that, that have only seen Cooperstown on TV, it doesn't do it justice. You've got to be there to see. It's like Woodstock. What I what I imagine Woodstock would have been like, but um, what do you remember about that induction? Like you said, busy. You got a lot to do. Everybody's pulling for you. You know, it's your time. As a veteran, you could probably sit back and enjoy it a little bit. But what do you remember most from your induction year? You know, one of the things that it kind of hits me was uh, I. You know how they do the parade? Uh, yeah, do the parade. Uh, I think it's uh, Saturday. And um, you, you go in, in the car where you are. I was with Holly. And uh, there is so many from Seattle uh, with, you know, Mariners jersey that I was like, wow, this is incredible. I mean, like a lot of people. And when uh, I was um, uh, in this, on the stage and there was they mentioned my name it was that chant you know edgar right and it was like it felt to me like everybody there was doing it and uh but it was so many mariners fan there it was pretty cool i couldn't believe it and uh all over the town you walk around and it was mariners fans all over uh, but that moment when they introduced you and and they uh, they did the chant. That was pretty cool, and uh, I never forget that. And also, and I know this is kind of a silly thing, but but I think it, I don't know. I think it's a decent point. You talk about when it hit you. That that's when it hit you for you. Hit you for you when they were chanting your name. You're at the Hall of Fame. You're get you're on the stage. You're giving your speech. But then after, you know, we all as players, we all 
we sign autographs and sometimes a fan will come up to you and say, you know, could you write the gold gloves or, or silver sluggers or batting titles in your case? But the first time you get to write, write that HOF, that's got to be another thing like, wow, okay, now it's real. I get to write Hall of Famer on my on my autograph. Was that another point? And, and I know it's kind of a dorky point, yeah. but for a guy that's not in the Hall of Fame, it seemed like that'd be pretty cool if I get to asked to write HOF next to my name on the, on the ball. So the, the first time I wrote it is like, how should I write it? HOF 19 or 2019. <laughs> right. 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 But I, I, um, it is kind of, it, it's a weird feeling at the beginning because I remember looking at some of the balls and people that, you know, some of the players assigned hall of fame. And it, it, when I, when I look at it, it's like, it's so natural. Uh, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. But when you do it the first time, for the first few times, you go like, should I be writing this? <laughs> yeah. So uh, it takes a little time to get used to. Uh, but, um, uh, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's very cool. It it's actually feels good. This year, are you glad you don't have to speak? <laughs> I'm so... <laughs> no. When you don't have to speak, it's just so relaxed. You you know you go and do some of the uh, uh, the festivities that they they said the dinner and the cocktail parties and all that stuff. But yeah, don't have to worry about the speech. I have to practice that thing like seventy times to feel comfortable somehow. You know, somehow comfortable, and uh, it's still hard to do. You know what? Tommy told me. You know what he did. I don't know if I've shared this with you. Tommy told me before he did his speech, he flew to Cooperstown early, went out on the stage and <laughs> practiced in front of that field. And so he was taking it to a new level. You talk about practicing it 70 times. And when you think about it, you know, we've all had to do speeches. We all go to events and, and you may maybe speak, maybe a question and answer. That's, that's one thing, but this is probably, you know, Unless you're doing something now I don't know about. Probably the biggest speech you'll ever have to make in your life. Yeah, it is. And you know what I was uh, panicking about it? Uh, it was, you know, that sometimes, like in the stadium, uh, you talk and it's an echo in the back. Right, right, yeah. That's the worst. And I had it uh, on my speech when, the, the you know, I retired. And I... I it was so hard for me to kind of finish my sentence. So uh, I was panicking about that. And I talked to the guys at the hall. I said, do you know if this uh, speaker, the way it's set up, you have the delay, you know, and they say, no, no, this doesn't have it. So I'm like, okay, good. I know exactly what you're talking about in, yeah. in Seattle. Yeah. I've done a few interviews after the game, just on the field, you know, spur of the moment. Hey, talk about this. And you're right. It's the delay. And it's almost like you got to wait. You've already finished your sentence, but it hasn't finished coming out. So you got to wait for that. And you're all off and you don't know how weird it is to the fans that sit, sit up there and they have no idea what you're going through, but it's kind of a panic. It is. And I kind of always stop just to hear it. And it's so awkward. And, uh, but, you know, I was uh, I was panicking about that, and when they said, "Hey, no, no worries here," I was like, "Okay, I'm good, I'm good." Because the pressure. Go ahead. Yeah, because the way I practice, um, you know, I was writing, 
and I write, you know, one, uh, one time the whole thing, and I read it, and then I edit, and I read it, and so I did it so often that it felt, if I felt comfortable about it, right. Uh, so it kind of diminished a little bit the anxiety <laughs> that you have when you you have to make that a speech. I mean, it's in front of so many people, but uh, definitely the practice helped a lot. Uh, for people out there listening that, that have never been to Cooperstown, what's your what's your favorite part when you go back? What's your pa- favorite part of the, the whole experience? Is it a, is it a certain part of the museum? Is it the speech? Is it the parties? What what's a must see for Edgar when he heads back to Cooperstown? You know, one one of the uh, obviously one of the cool part is the dinner, uh, because all the uh, big name players are. Uh, there and um, you know they roast the new guys uh, and it's it's uh, it's very cool. Uh, the the induction, just uh, going to the induction and see all those those people, uh, all the fans, you know kind of happy for for the inductees is it's also it's always very cool it's always very cool to watch how the fans um you know support some of, of the uh inductees um so that 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 will be my two things uh favorite teams uh we got to play together two separate occasions and and uh that we were teammates and I know Edgar the guy and Edgar the man and Edgar the teammate, Edgar the hitter. I know all those Edgars. And and to me, you haven't you haven't changed one bit. And usually when you get away from the game and, and we mature and we become uh older gentlemen and we've been been there and done that so many things in the game, we have so many life experiences. But if one thing has changed is there anything that's changed in your life since that Hall of Fame day? Um I don't think it has, uh, other than you get older faster. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, 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 events in your life is what it changed. Um, you know, my my kids are getting older. They're getting, you know, my last one is going to college, and uh, the other one, you know, it, it's like. All of a sudden, you go like, "Oh my goodness, my three kids are gonna be out of the house," uh, and that is a new stage for me and my wife. But uh, other than that, nothing have changed. I mean, I keep my same routines. I do the same things over and over every day. Nothing have changed other than, you know, events in my life are, are changing. Okay, before we move on, one one question you got. Any piece of advice for Scotty Rowland or Freddie McGriff? Or if you had one piece of advice, what would it be a guy that's been through it? I will give two. One, okay. try to write it, the speech, and practice and practice and practice and practice. It don't matter, you know, whether it's 50 times, 70 times, 100 times. But the more you do it, do it uh, when you write it yourself, it's, uh, it's easier to remember, uh, and it flows easier. And then have somebody edit 
and give you uh, you know feedback and and say should I change it or do this or that. Holly helped me a lot. I I, I asked some of the uh, writers to to kind of take a look and kind of give me uh, uh, some advice. Um, the other part, which is probably the the hardest one, is just look around and actually make the effort to actually enjoy it, uh, the process. Uh, it's hard because it's a stressful, but there is, you can enjoy it. Just look at the fans, look at what's happened and actually see it so you can remember it. And, um, and share as much as you can with your kids and your family. That's, uh, those are, that would be my, my advice. I think uh, I was able to do that and I'm, I'm glad I did. So you mentioned Holly, and this is probably a good choice for her to sit there and kind of be your audience and critique you. Could you imagine if you were writing your speech and I took the place of Holly? <laughs> would, <laughs> would, would we ever get it done? <laughs> or, <laughs> <laughs> or well, would it just be a never ending? We we probably couldn't keep straight. You probably couldn't keep a straight face. I would have ruined your whole speech because we'd never get anything done. Oh, I know. I agree with you. <laughs> 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 